Sure. And Troy. Troy, what's up? Man, you guys hello. do not use words sometimes. <laughs> such, a, su- such a delayed hello. Anyways, for this episode, I mean, we're a few weeks off. We're like two, what, two weeks into fall anime now. And we're finally getting to it because we've been busy. You know, we're all working people here. So it's kind of hard to schedule and all. But we're going to finally conclude the summer 2020 anime tier list. And we're going to rank all the shows we've watched. Now, hopefully... Once we're all done picking our stuff and putting them in tiers and ranks, if any of us don't overlap, we can adjust it accordingly and, you know, rank them properly per se. But let's get into it. We're going to start off with Decadence. So, Troy, you're, well, I know Justin watched some of it, so he has some input. I have not seen any of it, but I have heard plenty of good things, I can say, from other people. So, I've heard positive stuff about this anime original series. What do you have to say and where would you rank it? Um, okay. So you got, I fucking, I thought the premise was super dope. So that's points, you know, put that, I thought the execution, it was unique. So that's refreshing. And I thought they hit all the points they wanted to. There were some, some parts felt kind of choppy, like, throughout the season some like towards you're the end fr- you're free to go into specifics this is like yeah stuff. so go ahead and say if you have any specific gripes any specific praise go for it um i don't know about specific like specific gripes i guess they kind of rushed the end i would say mm-hmm. i could have got a lot more explanation on like hugin and munin the two like security forces yeah i thought the uh the finale kind of really was fucking sick so like the rushed what penna ultimate and then the episode before that the how well the finale was kind of saved that i thought because there's this part Kaburagi, her like sensei, uploads himself into Decadence. So instead of having like a gear avatar, like the Decadence is his avatar, which is like kind of a trip. But then he's talking to the core of Decadence, and it's just this like total trip ass robot that's like telling him about what the system is. And he's like, the system accounts for bugs because there's parts of the system that hunt bugs. So if there weren't bugs and those parts of the system would be useless and no part of the system is useless. So everything has to fall in line, like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Kabaragi is basically just like, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, give me the keys. <laughs> and then th- this one person's like, I can't give you the keys. Cause like all we do is like reset ourselves cause we're a system. So we like adapt, change, make ourselves better. He's like, yeah. bitch, you're just scared that, like, this is going to be the time that we don't need to, like, upgrade. And then she's like, cap. So, and then he's like, so then he gets pissed, takes Decadence, and they're fighting, like, the ultimate little monster thing, Gadol. Yeah. It, like, shoots this, like, beam of energy, like, it's some Dragon Ball shit, like, destroys mountains. And so, like, the final fight between that 
they have to like summon broken pieces all to him and it's like mm-hmm. the final quest for the gears and they like tie in so many parts of the show like the gears the tankers the actual decadence all to beat this like one final thing and Kabaragi like finally dies but then mm, the end it's like a, its own singular series so they had to like make it kind of happy yeah. kind of an ass pull so I, this is what I would say is like I don't know it was an ass pull like back to the showdown one of the characters is like oh I uploaded his memory <laughs> and it's like totally saved on my cell phone or whatever oh man so he comes back after dying which like I think the show would have been better had he stayed dead but that's fair obviously it's like fun to see like the final cap of the show be like an you know like a five years older Natsume hugging Kaburagi it's mm-hmm. like oh they're oh. but yeah I think that was actually like hurt the show because it's like you know so, sometimes you want like a conclusive finale to some types like, of shows. yeah like let it be like I just felt like a good resolution and then they kind of like sullied it. But I think it's not Magi tier. It's probably low A. Definitely not C. So B or A. Go pick whichever. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at the road. It's probably a B. Compared okay, that's fair. If I'm, if I'm thinking of a, like high B. High B. So... I do want to say there is a show that aired that if I had remembered it came out like technically it spanned almost three seasons. Great Pretender came out in like late spring, summer, and it aired, finished just before fall. If that was here and you guys had watched it, I would easily put Great Pretender in S based on this list. I've watched the first episode it seems pretty interesting, but I I'd say have, you don't get into the first episode until the very end, and after that, that first arc. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't since watched any of it, so. And like, if I were to rank the arcs, it had been um, the final arc. I think is just fantastic. It parallels two of the main characters so well. So I do that arc, the third case, first case, and then second case. Like if I were to rank it, but like I just feel like I should notify and acknowledge the great pretender. That is a solid show that deserves any form of recognition. And most of it's on Hulu, except the fourth case, which should come out sometime later this year, I think maybe. It's on, some of it's on Netflix, too. Yeah, the first three cases are on Netflix, and the last case is nine episodes. It's not on Netflix yet. And I hear a good thing is about the sub and the dub. I heard the dub is really good because you can hear like the changes in the accents and all that. And that is a part of the show is. Like, they'll say, oh, I'm doing a bad English accent, and they'll be speaking straight Japanese the whole time, things like that, Mm. where it doesn't make sense in the sub. But in the dub, they do those dialect changes and language changes and all that. So if you haven't heard of it, check it out. And Justin, I already told you to check it out, and you're just straight slacking here. Check what out? He's not watching nothing. Exactly, exactly, bro. This man's just trying to sleep. only Only thing I'm watching... Is Sherlock on Netflix? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good show. All right. Do you Benedict talk- Cumberbatch is my Sherlock Holmes, like full stop. All right, Troy. Do you want to talk about 
Food Wars or Fire Force first? I feel like you don't have too much to say about Food Wars, so I feel like that could be quick. So I don't know if you want to talk about it first. Um, yeah, I'd probably put it... Hmm. 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 I don't know what the fuck are... I don't know. Fuck that show before... I wouldn't be afraid. Zero. I wouldn't be surprised if you put it in C, honestly. I was trying to decide between C or, like, behind Decadence somewhere. I'll let... It doesn't matter if we end up moving it or it gets bumped or something. Okay. It started too fucking shitty. It is a C. It's like the perfect C. Shitty start. Average. Good ending. And it it bounces out to a C. Like, the season finale was, like, really solid, what you'd expect for the show. Like, mm-hmm. Soma's fighting Nakari in the blue competition, and she's freaking out because she's cooking for her mom, and he tries her sauce, and he's like, bitch, get your head in the game. I want to beat the real you. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Aaron of fucking Nakari. So then she gets all motivated. He cooks, like, this amazing dish, blows the entire, like, castle apart because of, like, the mom's, you know, force energy thing. Uh, the oh. pulse. It's like a spirit bomb. Spirit bomb that strips everyone completely naked. It was f- the building. Everyone's like, the building has been stripped naked. <laughs> stripped down to its foundations. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb. I love it. But yeah, they... Uh, everyone's like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And then Nakri just like beats him off screen. Like, it does, like, a quick cut to, like, his celebration at getting second place at Blue. And he's just, like, pissed off because, like, Nakari made a better dish. Like, because she's better. And then he's like, I'm going to go away for three months. And then I was like, it did the whole thing fucking Decadence did where I was like, you sullied your ending by adding a bunch of fucking... He, like, leaves and then comes back. I was like... Make up your fucking mind. Are you doing a time skip? Or are you like, what's... They're like, nope, time skip. Uh, that, that was it. That was it. That was the show, man. It's like, now he's back, and now he's dating Nakari, and everyone's happy. Woo, fuck you. I was like... Do an OVA. He said C-tier, if, if you weren't paying attention, Justin. Yeah, I said yeah C-tier, and it would have been maybe a B-minus tier if they didn't do that fucking bullshit last two minutes of the show. Do an OVA. That's End fair. of the show. And the show when it was good. I wouldn't be surprised if they did an OVA, but I more likely could see a movie just to make some extra money off of it, you know? But I could see that too, but I feel like... Else? They could do an OVA. I mean, it the fact been... that it's like an etchy show always makes me think OVA is a potential, but that's, that's what, not yeah. a guarantee. All right. Actually, I think for the shows we both watched, we can save those for the end. So I'm going to get my shows out of the way and be smart. So, after Gotta High School is Snafu or Origairu. That's the third season. For this season, there was... I want to say, if I were to rank the seasons, it would have been season two, this season, and then the first season, because there's a lot of, like, psychological confrontation in the season. But it is really similar to what happens in the last season about character arcs and developing the relationship that's going to happen in the outcome. Like, Best Girl, which I think majority of the fan base would agree with, we all took the L because we knew we were going to lose. And this is is my issue with romance series. Always end up picking a losing battle. It just sucks. 
And the reason why it's such a losing if battle. If I take is- a losing battle in Rent a Girlfriend, I'm going to throw the entire fucking show in the garbage can. At- Bro, you don't even know who like third party best girl is in this series. Season two, season two, when she appears, you're gonna be blown away. She's not waifu, but like if you know, if she was a option for Kazuya, straight up, you would have been like, Oh yeah, this is probably best girl, no lie. Bro, but I'm like, saying off of so first... Keep now, if you're saying not... what... I don't want to distract what you're saying, but I'm just saying No, no, it's good because French you know... girlfriends this season. The best girl in that show is goddamn obvious. And if she... <laughs> bro, you're gonna you're gonna bro. I'll I'll throw this bitch. I read the whole thing. It's it's solid. Anyways, snafu. So the thing about it is you have to re-go through this whole psychological battle and you're like, okay, which character do I like more? Which characters am I following more? And the main female lead, who you know it's like set up from the start, he's going to be with her. There's a lot of blockades with her going through with the relationship, right? Like, she's always pushing it off, and she's never trying to, like, assert herself into it. It feels like he has to be her knight in shining armor at the end of the day in order for this relationship to happen, which I just find to be crap. Like, I feel like it's it doesn't work because you have the... It's played out. I agree, best girl, who's actually trying. And here's the thing. There's an episode where she knows that if he picks up this phone call... Like, and she sees him crying. He'll stay with her and she'll win, right? She knows it. But she wants him to be friends with her and the other girl because they're all best friends and they were in this club and they didn't really, you know, get along with people truly until they were in this club. So there's the scene where she cares to call and she's like, if, I, if he sees me crying, you know, he'll stay. He'll, he'll be with me. I know I'm going to get this. But if I don't let him pick up the phone call and go back, he won't help her. And she'll be in the same hole she's been in the whole time. And so essentially, it's constantly seeing Yui, like, straight up reserve herself and try to enjoy the time she knows she has left with him versus, like, actually trying to capitalize. And it's like, bro, there's too many wholesome moments between them. And there's not enough between him and the main female lead. It's like, bro, why? Because she's so reserved and she's pushing against, she's pushed against the relationship the whole time until, like, he pushes to make a move. But they're both just as awkward. I'm like, this relationship does not work on paper. So it bugs me, you know? Just mm-hmm. like the sake of writing. It really kills me. But that's like a lot of personal gripes with it. Overall, the show was actually done really well. A lot of the character net dynamics are done really well. And the main plots between setting up a prom and getting it established and stuff, they did it in a way that felt like cool. There was a vibe to it, you know? There was like a psychological aspect. It's like always trying to get into the minds of who is your antagonizing forces to try to get this plan through and try to one up them. So there was a lot of fun to the show, like with personal gripes and stuff like that. Cause I feel like it doesn't work in the sense of the story, like in the sense of a story being told, it doesn't work, which is more of why it's a gripe than actually being like, Oh, this girl lost. Like if it made sense and it worked in a better way, I'd been, you know, fine, but didn't work too well for me. So I'd say B. High decadence. Mm-hmm. What B tier? Or a guy who it's after God of High School. I bet. I'm just gonna wait for you to move it. This might take two years for all I know. You can do it, Justin. He's doing a task. It's probably an electrical <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm doing O2. Uh, uh, what's it called? Greenhouse. <laughs> Greenhouse? Oh, you're playing that map? No, Watch it's after God of High School. After God of High School. I don't, I, 
after God of High School. Just you said B? B tier, yeah. Yo, why All isn't right. anybody going to Reactor? Here is this A tier show right here. I don't think I can give it Moggy tier. I don't think it rises above and transcends everything. But ReZero Season 2, as much as complaints as I have over the main issues I have with Season 1, I think this season... It does redo it in a sense, but for one, it makes a little more sense. And two, it kind of gives it a conclusion of sorts. So it works. I don't know what happened with you, Troy. You just like straight up distracted me with whatever just happened. But My whole screen just like flashed at me. <laughs> I was like so confused. I was like, okay, so 3-0, right? This season starts off with the whole who is Rem scenario. That grand, great meme that started at the end of the first season, who is Rem, like it's iconic. And then we're stuck with the blue haired Ram as the go-to joke. But yeah, she loses her memories. Well, she doesn't lose her memories. She gets her memories or her existence, her identity eaten away by one of the minions of, um, I want to say greed. And so very, she loses uh, her identity. Very spirited away. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a very, very Miyazaki thing to have happen. Could be. And so the season follows like Subaru going back after the whole fighting and chaos against the Sky Whale. A lot of the people in Roswald's domain end up having to go into this forest. But the thing is, if you're a half human, like any hybrid, you can't leave without like a trial being done. And so unless the trial's done, you're stuck there or your soul will be stuck and you'll pretty much just be a husk. So it comes down to two subplots of finding out the mystery of what's going on in the trial and trying to save, because he's human, Subaru's human. So he can go back to the mansion. The thing with the mansion is it's found out that Roswald, to make Subaru be as insane as him, he hires people to kill whoever's in the mansion. Like that's his mansion. And he's hired, he's pretty much sending his staff to be killed because he kind of concluded that Subaru has this return to death ability and so he's like, you've had this power for so long and you're not insane. I need to make you insane. So that's one of the main plots. And then a next, another subplot is Subaru and the witches. You learn about the witches and it's based off like the seven deadly sins and all that, greed, lust, all those stuff. And so they each have a personality. He's like the only person who can contact them. And he's done it at least three times in the show. I want to say three actual separate times. And that's super rare. And so... They've all had, like, some attraction to him of sorts just because, like, first of all, they just don't see other people. And second of all, they don't see him that much. So he's trying to decipher how can he use them to help him or will he be used by them? How can he remain sane? And how can he solve his problems within the forest and outside of the forest? There's so many people. He wants to save everyone, but he's only willing to put himself at risk to do so. And so without the help of the witches... That's like a near impossible task. Plus the fact that every time he goes through this, he's like losing a piece of his sanity because like, I just imagine dying, but you don't get to experience death. You have to relive it over. And depending on what you do determines like your future. Like realistically that would drive just about anyone insane. Well, I forget. I'm trying to remember what it is, but oh, it's Game of Thrones. Beric Dondarrion. Every time he gets brought back, yeah, a piece of him. That's stays. a good parallel. Yeah, but 
he's Subaru is able to like maintain himself and have a bit more composure. But with all these moving parts, it's really interesting to see where he goes forward. What steps does he have to like redact and help him move along? And what knowledge can he use to benefit him? And basically, it's just like trying to find the puzzle piece to fix one step along the way. That's what he's been trying to do every step. Sometimes it was only going backwards for a while until he can go forward. Now, compared to the first season, which I had a lot of issues with this for a long time, it kind of concludes it in its own arc when it comes to introducing the witches. Because they're the only ones who he can tell this to. Like in their realm, he can say whatever he wants and he won't die. He can't say he has the ability outside of the witch's tea party. That's what it's called, the realm he goes to. So I've he can only me- tell that. Yeah, I've seen memes about like the white echinacea. The tea? The tea? Her, her liquids? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen, yeah, the liquid meme. Yeah, I've seen. the liquid, yeah. And so, like, it's really messed up that he has to grow through this. And it, season two, part two, is going to take place in, um, win- not winter. Maybe it is winter. I think it is winter. So it's going to come back next season or something like that. But I want to say this is definitely an A-tier show. Like, compared to everything else, even though I don't know what Decadence would be at. I want to say it's an A tier. Not not decadence. Missed every word I said. Re zero. Re zero. There we go. All right. I'm gonna move on to SAO because I'm like the only one who watched it. Now, SAO, if you don't watch SAO, you have no reason to watch it. I'm gonna say that much. If you can if you cannot enjoy SAO, there's no point. I haven't even ranked it yet. I'm not going to put it in Demon Slayer, okay? There is <laughs> there is the second half of part two, which I would put in. Uh, second half of season one, I'd put in Demon Slayer because I just I find the season so bad. The arc, one of the arcs in season two, in the second half, there's like two arcs in that part. One of them I'd put in Demon Slayer. Alicization Underworld? Like, Alicization as a whole, except for, like, the first half of part one, I think all potentially could be in C-tier up. Like, Alicization, there's not much Kirito in it, so there's a lot of benefit just not having Kirito. And a lot of the characters have opportunities to shine, like the main character, Alice. So the thing with Alicization, this is Underworld. This arc takes place after, I mean, just to give the, just the backstory, Alicization has Kirito... After he gets injured, he needs to go to this Wrath Foundation to basically save himself, like reconstruct his brain from like scratch or something. It's the best way to put it. And so he goes to this machine and it's basically keeping him alive and like trying to help his mental capacities. But he was working with them before he even started this. So this is something he's done beforehand. This is just a means to like save him and extend his life. So he has this whole past with these characters. He doesn't remember it, but it's like a little backstory to give you an idea of what the character's like. So he comes back. He befriends the main character, Yujio. They go to the main the main city of this virtual world. It's basically like, think about VR, except it's not just like an NPC per se. It's like, basically, they created consciousness into an NPC. Like, it's a living, breathing VR game. It's not limited just by virtual functions, things following one-to-one codes and things like that. 
And so with Alicization, they end up fighting the admin of the world who has her own, like, you know, control of the world itself beyond just the people on the outside. So that's the whole main plot of the first one. Once she's dead, the underworld is, like, about to take over. And this group, this military group contracted by the U.S. ends up coming through. And so... Always the U.S. It's always always the U.S., man, bro. It was like, this is Japan. So the enemies were in the U.S., um... Korea and China. I'm like, bro, this is such a trope. Whatever. Russia. I, 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 it was funny. No, it was. I think it was Korea and China. Oh, I was just gonna say Russia is always. I, I was gonna say Russia too, too on accident, but I don't think it was Russia. I was like, bro, what yeah, because I think they're in JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Uh, Von Stroheim, man, bro, is a legend. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, so he's playing Aztec dubstep. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, so you get to Underworld is when like the guy takes over. He basically dominates because they create their own user ranks and they enter the game. So they're entering games at like the master ranks of whatever characters presets exist in this world. So he's like the instant leader of the Underworld, and so it becomes the war with that main city without the Pontifex, who's the admin, and then the Underworld, and so it's a two-part thing where. They're attacking the base, like it's a middle of the ocean on water base. I think it's called a turtle or something. So the U.S. is attacking that, trying to gain the intel. Because basically, if, <laughs> if it's a living AI, you put this in a robot technology, anything like that, it's pretty indestructible because it's, you know, like a mechanical suit, but it has its own like human functions almost. Hard to differentiate. So it'd have that tactical knowledge and things like that, that just simple program programming ones and twos, it does much more. And so that's like the whole plot is that's going on. And at the same time, in order to stop this, the main forces, which is Kirito's group and all the people in the underworld, in order to save them, he has to go to this whole point. It's one point in the thing that he has to take Alice to because Alice is the main programming that everything is built upon. So he has to save Alice, take her to this location so that her AI can be transported out of the underworld and into like whatever, like a chip or whatever it is. Wait, 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 wait. So they're still doing that dumb daughter? What, what, what is this? What, what are you talking about? That AI thing that was from the first season when they pretend like it was no, their this, kid. No, this, this is not bad. This is not bad. Oh, okay. That shit's weird. That is different. That's that's not that's a weird that's some weird shit. It's a weird plot. It still doesn't make sense because she's like super functional in any part of the show. Like she'll appear just to like be hacks. Like oh, you have this address here. You know, I connect you to these people. She she's hacks. You know. But anyways, to save Alice, he has to do all that. So it's two parts. That it's the main world plot where you're trying to survive against the U.S. and like you're trying to protect Kirito. Asuna goes there to help him, so she gets transported. And then you have Sinon from Gun Gale and then his cousin from the second half of season two will also go at a different location to be transported. Who we'll all get like admin level stuff. A lot of the plot is very SAO towards the end. But overall, the execution, like, it's pretty grisly. Like, I'm surprised it didn't get like, like an R17 rating for like the blood and gore at some parts. But like the plot as SAO worked. And there was a lot of enjoyable scenes. Like, if you can enjoy SAO past, like, plot, it's not a bad show to watch. And for Alicization itself, like, if you watched it all as one chunk, 
I'd say overall, you could probably give it a B overall. Underworld is probably better than the first half of Alicization. I mean, I say probably. I agree it is. So I'd actually give so, Underworld a B. So the thing about SAO. Did you watch the that, season? Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is like the plot is so huge. You would have to be really committed to ignore the plot. And which you are right now. I know you're committed. Yeah, I, I'm still watching it. I have to be committed at some point. Yeah. See, you're like that kind of commitment is it gives it like the reason to ignore the plot because that's it's, what, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not ignoring me. the plot. I'm saying as this it's season me alone, with food wars. Like, if you don't know the characters, it doesn't help you any good. I'm gonna say that much. But if you know the basics of the characters, a lot of characters in this last season are brand new characters. From Alicization, 90% of them that you have to follow are absolutely brand new characters. And the reoccurring characters only appear at like the very end to pull like, you know, Shonen trope, oh, everyone's here to save the day. And all of them are useless at the end of the day. So <laughs> of course they are. They gotta make, They're all like they, absolutely... They gotta make room for Kirito, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So at everyone the end of the day, just shows up to watch the main guy fight. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's pretty much what happens. It happened in Food Wars, dude. A lot, of the, Ball, a lot of the plot. Naruto. Yes, a lot of the plot outside of Kirito, Kirito following Alice and like Asuna for some time when she's in the underworld and the US group is actually really interesting to follow. There's also some weird, like, dark stuff where the main villain more or less just gets grabbed into hell after he dies in the underworld for some reason like he comes back he sees like the ghost of his friend she just drags him to hell or something i was like bro this is so random and his body's all withered down i'm like bro i don't even know what just happened it makes no sense but i'm like bro what, what was that just now it's just dark but Wait, say what you so have to say justin did when they were fighting the big bad did all the characters scream Kirito's name when no. he made the final okay. <laughs> he, he was he was by okay, so what essentially happens is he chooses to leave everyone behind. They're all like transported out because they're all in different locations. And he leaves himself in the underworld for a mental period of two hundred years. Like the time period is gonna be accelerated because they hack the system or they get into the system, they change the acceleration period. So his brain is like aged two hundred years. Nah, he would be dead period. by now. Yeah, he'd be like pudding head. Yeah, he would. He he would basically be brain dead. It doesn't actually age his brain in that sense, but he's lived two hundred years of life. At oh, the end so point. so mentally he's mm. aged. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I still awesome. think his brain would just fucking poop itself. He well, would have gone insane. There's no way to confirm that because... There you know, is it's, a it's, way to... Wait, who, who was no, he with? No. Okay, let me, let me explain this. <laughs> if he doesn't age... Right, say he's in this world and he hasn't aged and his mental capacities are at the same rate his whole time. There's no way to say that like he gets pulled out. It's a guarantee, oh, my mind is like 200 years older and it meant regresses me once I get taken out to the point where I'm like dead or something like that because if it's Wait. consistent brain function you can't guarantee that like there's no Wait, so, so real they, world application to put into that 
So they let the audience know, like the watcher, that his mental state is at the same from where he started. Well, he has to delete that. Like they delete that whole thing from his the records of computer before they like fix him up and everything like that. Man, that's just huge plot right there. Okay, there is a huge plot thing where they have to get the memories of everyone else in order to reconstruct his memories. So that's like a big plot, like, okay, whatever. Like, oh, wait, it's hold dumb. on. It has to be some corny stuff where it was like, yes, yes. Oh my God. The memories of all the females the memories of all the females in his life, essentially, that care about him, give him back. back. That's the reason why I can't watch it. It's like, it's so predictable. And but it's. The thing is, laughable at that point. The thing is, it's all in the context of the show. It's not doing anything out of context of what you would expect out of SAO. Because <laughs> yeah, they true. also they also bring out bring back Kaiba, right? He takes over this AI robot because his like spirit is in there, or whatever. Wait, Yu Gi Oh Kaiba? No, Akihito Kaiba. I think that's his name. He's the, the main Sarah. villain in um Einkrad. He was the main villain there. The Goku-ba. one who the the one who started the whole. Sao in um wait he came Icrad. back his like he's dead but like his consciousness exists somewhere that was another plot thing that happened yeah, that's big which I was right like there. okay whatever but in terms of because I'm not explaining everything that happened like I'm pointing out the really corny stuff because you decided to mention it but <laughs> in terms of like a show I'm still gonna give a season a B like I think Underworld. A lot of the stuff that happens in Underworld is like really dark and there's a lot of developments between races and things like that where it has races trying to understand each other from different aspects. There's a lot of different themes and messages that go on in the season outside of the normal SAO, SAO stuff. But I would say a B. And B. You could put it on the end of the B. I don't care if it's at the end. Clowning. Or you could put it at the start of C if you want, but that's up to you. Nah, it's your, it's your vote, man. You go ahead. All right. Justin, you watched some of Misfit of Deem Academy. Did I? Yes, you did. You mentioned it. You told me how good it was yeah, when you, you watched it. Yeah, you talked about it. Dude on was the praising show. it. He was praising it. Uh, I have no recollection of those memories. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about this like misfit, and he goes to this. Like, it's about the demon king. Demons. The demon king is resurrected. Wait, and so, no one knows he's the demon king. Wait, so like this bitch like, isn't self just <laughs> like you just said, Troy. It's about a demon, right? Uh huh. Who goes to an academy like Harry Potter? Yeah, and so then, so then this scientist he turns himself into a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I shit you not. Are you shit me not? <laughs> oh, I hate you. I hate you so much. I didn't even watch this show, so. You didn't. <laughs> I, I, I know Justin watched like five or six episodes because he talked oh, about it. Let me let me check my crunchy roll real quick. Bro, I know you thing watched is, Thing is, I, I'm 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 thinking of canceling my Crunchyroll because of how shit God of High School was. Just <laughs> fucking kick the whole building down. This man, this man, <laughs> something else. He's like, you know what? Just fuck the whole organization, man. Oh, I have to log in. Okay. Anyways, while he's doing all that, and he, he 
Once he talks about it, he's not even going to remember anything. That's so our tech matter. manager. That's like our head of technology, too. Bro, if, if I had the capabilities to, like, video off of this computer without running out of storage on one video, I'd go for it. But <laughs> the laptop, and I don't got much going for it. Technologically. Hey, yo, wait, hold on. So I logged into Crunchyroll, right? Uh-huh. There's, they got this new anime that looks cool. Okay. Let me wait, talk, we can wait, talk wait. To- let we can talk about real quick. this man. Ju- Bro, stop. Stop. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I watched one of the episodes. It's 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 mid. Okay, you so I've heard. watched I've watched nine episodes of Demon Academy. Bro, you watched nine we act like you don't remember for it. I mean, I haven't watched anime in like a month and a half. Okay. Do you remember any of it? <laughs> any of them? Yeah. I remember all of it. That's how great my right. memory is. <laughs> Just talk about what you know. Alright, so what I know is he turns himself into a pickle, right? <laughs> hey, man, this is going to be a great episode. You know it. Oh. Because he's a scientist <laughs> first. Bro, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to then, I'm trying then. to help you. I'm trying hey, to appear and man, keep this I'll, episode to a minimum length. I have to wake up at nine, so I have all the time in the world. But but anyway, so <sighs> so I, I forget all the names of him. So I'm gonna Okay, the main character is Anos Voltigo. Oh, the ah. two sisters, the white hair sister is Misha, the red hair sister is Sasha. You have Lei is the uh, white-haired character. Those are like all the ones that matter, really. Other than like that one female that Lei hangs out with and likes and whatever, like that whole plot. All right, and then Otto's so, parents, you know, MVPs, MVPs. So I don't remember any of the names, right? So I'm just gonna say this dude and this girl. So this dude is born by these people. Mm-hmm. And he he like just magically is grows up. What was it like in a month or so? It's really quick. Yeah, so he grows up really quick, and it's like so obviously you know he's the main character off the rip, and he's trying to become uh, he's trying to show everybody that he's the demon king and goes through all these trials and everything convincing his all-growing harem that he's the demon king and so the part where i left off is they're going into the human academy or the hero academy oh snap <laughs> wow yes they are <laughs> i just realized okay uh so so the part where i left off is two of the heroes well what is it like hero students the hero hero canon it's yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so and it's three of them. Three of them show up in that one episode. It's like the nerdy one, the buff one, and the child one. The child one, I haven't seen the child one. He's he's younger, it's not child, child, but he's like younger. It shows three of them, I believe. No, I could be wrong. In episode nine, where I stopped, like at the end, like it, might it reveals be. that the hero was killed. That's where yeah. I stopped at. So, I, I don't think I, I, was, I was able to see the child one yet. I think that's episode okay. 10. Maybe. 
But yeah, you're obviously gonna have like the hero, like the buff one, try to like be all big and bad. Yeah. And then the smart one, he's gonna be like, "Oh, I already knew this was gonna happen." Glasses, glasses, and <laughs> glasses, glasses. And it's just gonna be just, just a right. Re- I mean, it's a really good show. It's obviously the old overpowered harem uh, trope, but either way. It was enjoyable to episode nine. I don't know when I'm going to get back into anime. It'll be whenever. But I'll give it a C. All right, good, because I was going to put it in C tier two. Now, overall, I just think it's an average show. Like, as much as I can say I enjoyed it, like, there's a lot of shows I enjoy, but I can enjoy something that's average. You know, it's just one of those rare abilities I have. I can also enjoy something that's below. That's more fun, you know, when you're just hating a show and you're like, why am I still watching it? I would say there was times that the show got me to that point where I'm like, is this below average, you know? And not because of anything crazy. Like, I feel like SAO did stuff that I was like, bro, that's a Demon Slayer tier move to pull. But I'm like, wait, you're SAO. That's not true anymore. But for Misfit of Demon Academy, like the last episode, I'm just going to spoil this and I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but the whole ending whoa, of it is literally... Wait, 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 Hold on. I'm obviously going to continue watching it, so I'm going to take off my headsets real quick and then just okay. wave, me, wave me down when you finish spoiling it. Mm. All right, right, go ahead. The whole, the whole last episode wait, wait, ends wait, wait, off... Wait, hold on. The volume is too loud. I can still hear it. <laughs> Oh, this man does not want to be spoiled. Tell me when I'm good. Mm-hmm. Are you good? Oh, I'm dumb. I'm I'm over here using one of my things, but let's take that down. Good stuff. Good stuff. There we go, bro. I've been using Heracross on this run and Soul Silver. Never mm-hmm. had a hair. Heracross is a good Pokemon. Man. I am Team Heracross now, bro. Dude. Fighting, fighting Bulbio. This dude is solid. And deep move pool, like mm-hmm. super, super interesting. Move. Like I'm stoked really on this. Useful. Like, mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm, I'm, off that I'm po- high up on him. Off that Pokemon tangent. Yeah, Misfit of Demon Academy. The final episode is Power of Love. Like that. That's straight up how they do the final battle. And uh... it's not just Power of Love. They have this whole, like, I want to say it's, like, four or five minutes of just singing because they have this oh. whole, like, oh, one of the heroes created this um, power, the way to use love and, like, adoration, right? And so I'm, I'm going to explain the whole subplot that happens at the end. So the Hero Academy thing goes down, and it's revealed that Canon is, um, he, he kills himself, but he has seven sources, so it's believed that once he dies, his sources will be resurrected, and so essentially when the Demon King does it, you're assuming like, okay, when he dies, he's going to re- resurrect at the same time as the Demon King, and he'll have seven sources that contain seven different personalities and whatnot. The thing is, it's revealed like, wait a second, all of these sources are probably not the true source. Like, that's a whole plot reveal at the end, so it's like, okay, there is one true one. What happened with him? His second-in-command, Jurga something is his name, he is so spiteful. He ends up killing Canon. That's how he dies. So he does that. He betrays his own hero who basically saved 
the realms and all that plot. And uh, he creates like two different spells that are super destructive and build off of hate and stuff. And he's manipulating the sources of the hero. And it's eventually revealed that Lay characterized the swordsman guy, who you would think is the right hand man of Anos, who's resurrected. It's actually Canon, who is that character. And he's actually Anos Avos the Delhevia, the fake demon king who rewrote history. And he did this because he thought, like, I was wrong. I can't save all of um, the hero class and humanity because they're just too hateful because of his right hand man. So he did that whole subplot. So like Anos is about to kill him to like settle the whole score. It's like, okay, if they see me die, then the demon kind and the human kind won't fight each other anymore. They won't be connected in any wholesome sense, but they'll be separated because he thinks that's right. And eventually it's like, no, Anos is like, bro, I'm the demon king. I can do whatever I want type of thing. And so he's like, I'm going to use this hero power using the power of love to boost myself and so he has his fan union of the um, misbreed or, you know, like mixed breed girls in the school or misfits yeah. and whatever who wear the white. And they do his fan union because they sing during the sword tournament. They do the same thing, but it doesn't make him stronger then. But he does it then and it powers him up. And then him and um, Lei team up because eventually he's like, bro, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to save you type of thing. And it's done really cool. I like that stuff. Like that was a good old plot twist. It's one of those plot twists, like, if you follow the way the story goes, you're going to figure it out before it shows itself. But it's not like you have too much time to figure out type of thing. So I thought that was done, done well. But then they fight, like, Jurga, that main guy I was talking about. He's like, oh, let me come back in this, like, gigantic manifestation of, like, you know, virtual, th- you know, like, when it's, like, um, a hologram type thing, except it's not a hologram yeah. type giant monster going yeah. for that that happens he's like oh bro i have this indestructible armor and all that stuff you can't stop me and you know they stop him type thing and mm-hmm. it's really dumb so you know i was like yeah. okay whatever sounds like they darling in the franks to the ending i don't think it's necessarily the case i feel like it's consistent with the show like the show has better high points though but like the low points are just like when i say it's a low point i feel like the plot is just like really it doesn't work type of thing. Like, it's just, because I can, I will, is the plot that you're working with. It's flagged just but, in bad. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have to say about it. So, Troy, we are down to the last three. I think we saved the best for last. So we're going to start with God of High School then. Okay. Yeah. Now, before we start, I want to know, are we putting <laughs> it in, are, are it in C tier or B tier? I don't, I think it's literally the, it's a, um, I don't know. I was helpful. Like, huh? be, I was <laughs> Because these other two shows are going above the rest in some shape or form, I feel like we could put God of High School at top of C tier. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, probably. There's some really good episodes. Yeah, that, that's that's my basis on it. Okay, so what do you want to say about God of High School before I start? Um, I need like a break from talking. I thought I was going to be pleasantly surprised. Episodes one through five. Um, the fight Dewey 
Han and uh, yeah. what's his Gene Mori. Yeah, Morgan. That that whole thing's just tight. The animation of it, the music, the the plot details of like the best friend dying and like finding a reason to fight. Like I I was like I was like this show's got way more heart than I thought. Like then they started really leaning into the Cherryock, and I thought they kind of lost themselves in that, and mm-hmm. the show started sliding downhill. There were some really visually sick parts. I always talk about that fight with the yeah. two commissioners fighting, like, the vulgar nurse. The one scene where, like, all those demons are pouring out of the portal, and the one dude's, like, counting his, like, cash, or the check he's, like... Oh, yeah, um... What's his name? Like, Is that Q, right, Commissioner Q? Yes. He, like, I just thought that whole scene's tight as fuck. Like, you got, like, the one homeless... Well, like, he, basically, um, Mujin Park is like, okay, you can pay off your debt based on the ranks of who you kill and how many. And he's like, alright, he starts counting them one by one by one. Dude, yeah, and then all those ones start pouring out and someone's like, those are 10 million per. And so then he just starts going in on them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole... The one, like, pressure point guys fighting, the homeless musician guys fighting... Yeah, Park, Park Mujin's like holding up like the hand of God, like doing all that shit. So I was like, visually, it was really cool. But like, I, the key and the keys transferring people, and now this guy's body's shifting, and I don't know what the fuck his powers are. And now he's got like thirteen minions helping him, and he's also got like shark teeth, and it's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, I was talking fast, explaining random shit right there, because that's, like, how it presents itself. It's, like, the he's a fox demon, and then it's, like, but now it's over here, and now with this guy's shit, tri- tri- you're, like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, so, basically, it goes, how it goes down it goes, is, like... This is the trajectory of the show. I'm gonna say, high, like, and then the, once they get to the national tournament, it pretty... The plot goes downhill in terms of explanation and pacing it still does the fights well i feel like the fights are like done in really cool ways but the explanations are straight up dead at that point one of the things they don't explain in like the first half is what the point of the levels are and what they mean because there's points at times where Jin will use certain moves and because of his fighting style it will boost his level like temporarily like for a split second he went from like level 6 to 13 based on like his uh, twin dragon moves or one of his moves based on his fighting style, the re-taekwondo. And so that is a plot point on the levels and how they're managed. So when it comes to the second half, they don't explain the cherry ox like much at all or how they are, you know, create relationships with these borrowed powers and all that. Another thing that they completely botch is Jagal Teok who is that blue-haired shark guy, his power is basically like he can eat and manifest the powers of those he's eaten. So he can basically use multiple powers. And those are like those minions he has are all the um, borrowed powers he's taken. And so that's a whole plot point that happens. Um, They don't really mention any of that shit. (laughs) The one guy that Jim Mori befriends, what's his name? I don't even remember his name. It just blanked on me. But, like, his grandpa knew Jin Taijin, that, that one kid he met. Yeah, That was kind of the last bastion of their, like, mm-hmm. you know, having heart. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, the whole plot point with him and 
or that kid and uh Jin Mori's grandpa, like or Mori Jin. But like with the whole grandpa and this other kid and he's older, so he's gonna kinda look out for Mori Jin and I was like, Oh, I like that and then it's like but then also it's like Jaggle Tax blah 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 and it was just like, Oh, okay. So basically he has a relationship with Jagal and that's the reason why his one friend can't walk anymore and that's not even explained in the anime so you basically have that one friend who's like can't walk and the sister so that plot just is there but never goes through they changed the way the fights are done like in the anime they did it like one-on-ones in the manga it was like uh basically a gauntlet like you keep going until you stop and then you switch that's how it's designed and so the fight actually takes place between mori and the one guy mira you ends up winning it because Mori's like advances, but then he unlocks the key. The one guy unlocks the key. I don't remember his name. Like I'm, I'm kind of aggravated. If you can look it up real quick, Troy would save my life. I don't know if you can look it up fast enough, but so Mira ends up beating him in the Manwa. I don't have too much of an issue with that fight. I didn't like think it was done any way bad per se. I think the execution was done really well. It, but overall, like the explanation and the setup going to that moment was relatively weak but then it comes down to like the last couple of episodes like the last four episodes i were like this plot really sucks right now and that's before i read it so i was like this plot doesn't work and it's not making too much sense because once i read it, i think it was oh, Ilpio park Ilpio park okay yeah I, like, I knew it was park something but i was like what is his first name it's Ilpio. okay so yeah Ilpio and jay gall have that history and like he beat him up drastically when he injured his friend that one time and so jay gall has like a grudge against him because his past they briefly show his childhood in like the last episode where he has this thing where his grandpa took him because his mom basically gave him up for like money to his um grandfather just to like live on her own never to be seen again type thing so he has that grudge and he's basically up. it's like i can't lose so once he meets with the um knox organization they basically give him his par- borrowed power. I think that's how he got it. And he could just steal other powers and use them whenever he needs to. And in some cases, better, I think, was a whole thing that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I think... They don't explain anything with Jay Gall. I was going to say, I think in the if end. they had gone deeper into his because it just seems like it was like, oh, by the way, now he's your main villain. He, he just, the thing with it is he just became the final villain just for the sake of a final villain. He is the yeah. final villain in the Manwa, but it doesn't feel like that for the anime. No, it feels the way, like it's the way contrived. The, the way the anime set it up was that Nox was going to be the main villain. Yes. And you have no setup for any other antagonizing forces. And no. one of the coolest parts about the Manwa, I will say about this arc, is like, the um, magician, the great magician, Jason, like his his grandson's the one who like got destroyed yeah, by Jigal. Yeah, his grandfather. There's this whole scene where him and um, Mujin are talking in the Manwa, where he's like, "Bro, my uh, grandson got injured, and I'm aggravated. I'm going to stop these people right now." And there's like this emotional scene. You don't get that in the anime. There's a brief like ten seconds of a scene where he's in that room. Mujin's never there, but he's in the room looking at his grandson. Yeah, right. he's like, I'm going to avenge you. Yes, and so they brush over a lot of the climactic stuff that happens, and especially like after the fight between Mori and um, Ilpio, 
they go underneath the ring and there's this whole secret like city that's down there where they fight Jay Gall before they come out and he steals the key. Like there's a lot of plot point that happens underneath the ring. Instead, they keep it above ground. Jay Gall gets the key and you go straight into the final fight where he gets resurrected as a child and he just transforms into his angelic mutant form and none of it makes sense in the anime. I'm going to say it doesn't make that much sense in the manual. I don't care anyone says if you're defending the series like I don't care how much you like it like if you're telling me that makes sense under any means like no, I don't, I don't understand that, your that concept of weird. like writing to have that it, it just doesn't make that much sense but it happens it's weird and in the context of the series it makes sense in a way like that's how I'm gonna explain it if you're following the series and how wild it gets it's like a manhwa series where like zero to 100 becomes like 100 to 2000 out of nowhere like the plot eventually just keeps revving itself and you kind of just have to go with the pace at some point. That's what happens. And so I want to say I did like the fight in the last episode because even though none of it made sense and worked that well, you had that scene where it's um, Mira, Hyundai, Jin, and Ilpio all walking together with their arms like wrapped around each other before like this climactic fight against Jigal. And I was like, okay, the way they built up these scenes or even like day saving um Jin at that end, like where he takes the hit when he's down yeah. or something like that. Like there was good scenes in that episode where I was like, okay, in the context, like if you can remove your personal knowledge of what happens and your biases and accept the story for what is happening, it is not a bad episode for the first half of that fight in that episode. No, I think the if Yeah, I liked all their stuff with the fight. I just mm-hmm. didn't like the fact that the protagonist, or not the protag, the antag, antagonist, yeah, was just fucking such an asshole. Like the plot, such, the plot set like in, in the mono, it's the same thing. Asshole. But the plot setup was really bad. And the thing about it is, there's a lot of things they didn't explore. You get the ending of the same like buildup, but there's no explanation. So in that sense, you do get a satisfying ending for what the anime gave you in the first place but it's not built up in a meaningful way to have too much impact. And so, like I said, overall, there is like highlights. Like episode five is like the best episode. Well, episode five was the best episode I've seen of an anime all season until I watched Jujutsu Kaisen episode four. And I'll say that it's the best episode all season, all year. Cause I just know if it's not episode five, I'm just, I just know. Cause I have like 5d chess level brain going on here. I have infinite knowledge. That's all I know, but it's one of the best episodes, start to end. Like, that episode five is solid. Overall, the show has its ups and downs. I think it's enjoyable, more so if you did not read. Yeah, I didn't read, and I still think it's mid. Yeah. But you you got through the series, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, what do you want to talk about next? Don't matter to me. I'm gonna say Fire Force because you said save the best for last. I was like, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, good. So we're gonna go with Fire Force next. All right, what do you want to say about Fire Force? Um, it's probably a high A. I agree. I agree. I think I liked. Oh, I'm trying to. I gotta remember what was fucking. 
because the new part of the season started. So I'm trying to like draw that. Okay, line. it ended off with the um, Joker and Benny meeting Leonard Burns at that whole end after you know they did the whole Benny Joker arc. Yeah, they did the trip mm-hmm. to uh, the the China. holy the holy soul temple. That's part of the new. No, that was the ending of um the first half. Oh, uh, okay. The new stuff okay. is all Hajima in the facility. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, I liked just kind of being broad. The fights are always dope. Um, I like the way the revelations have been going on with the white cloaks. Mm-hmm. But then now we're getting revelations of Hajima. Yeah. And we you get these it's like building the foundation for like all this really dope stuff that you kind of start to see play out now where we're at like in this part of the season but like as far as that back earlier part of the season i just thought they still have a little bit of the mystery element from the first season which i'm like partial to the action is fucking dope i love the characters uh, like Shinra versus what's his name? Uh, fucking clap. Oh, okay, that guy. Like Karan, Karan, yes. Karan, yes. They, I don't know. They just ha- have handled a lot of the like stuff. I honestly think better than the first season. Yes, I think the way they executed like this whole first half was absolutely consistent. Like, if you compare it to the first half of last season, like, if I was going to say any rating for the first half of the last season, it doesn't, like, it, you have to wait till like, the last two or three episodes to get to that, like, Division 7 whole arc, right? Yeah. And so that doesn't even conclude until, like, episode 15 or something like that. When you're talking about that part of the show, you're talking about, like, C-tier at best because it's mainly just mystery and introducing characters. Like, there's not too much exciting plot going on to give it the benefit of the doubt or anything like that. No, yeah, not until we get to, like, Benny Maru. Now, with this season, you have the starting, which, like, the first couple episodes where they're meeting the fifth pillar, that plot is going down, and you get back into the conflict with the White Cloaks. You get the ending that stretches over from the whole Evangelist arc. Come to the middle where they go into the... um. China continent, the Chinese continent, which I forget what's the title for it. Whatever, something empire or something like that. Yeah. And they do that to go on a mission to try to find out more about the, um, what's it called? Amaterasu is the one. What were uh, they looking for? They were looking for something specific that can only be found there. Oh, they were just looking for information on Adola or like like on the Adolas, that's what it was, right? Yeah. So they do that whole plot, and that goes down. Now, the there's good comedy in that, but there was like two or three episodes that weren't anything much other than setup and buildup. So well, I, feel I did, like, I did like the slower episodes in that. Well, the, episode, little the mini- arc was like from episodes five to ten. That's why I say like there was. Yeah, slow episodes and like the very last episode picked up and like it goes back to its like kind of mystery. Like, there's like a couple episodes where you're like, "What in the 
fuck is going on? And then you're learning some like crazy stuff and you're like, I, I remember watching it being like, this show is always fucking take, cause it's kind of a trip on itself. And then I'm like, this is getting even trippier. Like this stuff's going a, a step deeper on me right now. Like, are you serious? So I specifically want to mention the last two episodes of like that arc where it gets into that whole, the one person inside of Amaterasu. I think that's the one on the Chinese continent. Yes, dude. That's what. That and with the devil. Can you find right? that out? The devil infernal who can talk and basically his whole backstory and how that whole thing happened. Yeah, like he's been alive. For like... When we saw the episode, I was like, bro, all these predictions I had are literally happening right now. Like, I'm getting them right at this moment. It was hype. I love those episodes. A lot of the buildup, the way the mystery was set up was just like new things being introduced. Like, why are these animals like this? Why is there this devil infernal here? And what is the point of him? I did like, I think his name was like, it began with an S or something like that. The little mole guy. And then you had the crow. The crow. Oh, were... and then freaking what's his name? Uh, Ogun. Ogun. Ogun was Ghost oh, when... Nanners. Bro. When he does the tribal ink ability and he basically, it's David Productions. They do JoJo. So once he said Aura, Aura, Aura and Muda, 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 I was like, bro, this is that fire. Was tight. It was tight. Like there was some good fights in the show. I, I don't, because we put this in A, I'm bringing up those slow parts because that's like one of the only reasons it's not like an S tier because a lot of the mystery building, like the first episode of the Benny Maru stuff, a lot of that was like debriefing of that whole continent thing and setting up for what's going to happen in like the next couple episodes. So like there are episodes designed just for transition periods that feel like it can happen faster like, if you cut out some of the dialogue, not all of it's necessarily important. But, like, in terms of, like, fighting and action, it was really good. And, like, once you got to the Benny Joker stuff and them fighting those, I forgot what the group was called, but they're, like, the White Cloak, something, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Some... Yeah, it was, like, the Joker's old assassination group. Yeah, his old, his old group. And you had this whole backstory of how he grew up. And the leader of it who kept like bullying him, harassing him. And he was like, he, he just wanted the truth. Joker just wanted the truth. And so eventually he escaped. But come to find out when he escapes, he meets this family. He stays with them for a day. Oh, I he goes, forgot that. That is he goes to up. pick up. He goes to pick up the groceries and he comes back. They're all dead. They were all killed. And so he realizes he can't have any connections. It's like such a messed up scene. And then you get to his fight with that guy because he meets him again and he absolutely destroys him. Come to Leonard Burns revealing himself and you find out two things essentially in this massive episode is that the religion is a fake created by the evangelists. Like the Holy Soul Temple stuff was just made to like gather what the adults and all that stuff together something like that. Like it was a sham of religion and that like they discover that through the notebook and the diary. And so that's that whole plot point that's been going on the whole time. It's like this whole big reveal that happens. And the only way to stop it is finding out what Hajima's doing. Hajima's the main like corporation in the Tokyo empire, but they're directly tied with the evangelists, but the evangelists aren't the name of the group. It's the Holy soul temple. So it's this whole like 
big brain, we control the world type of thing where we like basically crafted religion and all this all to like justify our end goal. And that's like the crazy big plot that's happening. Yeah, it is. Fuck. Fuck. The show is tight. The show is tight. All right. Now we get to the last show. Well, Justin, you can put a fire force in front of ReZero. And then go ahead and put Rent-A-Girlfriend up there in Moggy tier. Good stuff, man. Justin, you good? Yeah. All right, just checking on you. I'll wait. Oh, go ahead on the next. All right, Troy, you can start. Now, um, you watch this after me. So the fact that you're like, Moggy tier, I got I to gotta hear the praise. Dude, I binged the fuck out of this show. Like, it was it was pretty gnarly how fast I, like, made it through this one. I think it, it, took, it took me weeks. I was, like, every week, I'm like, bro, it's so good. Like, you gotta watch it, man. You gotta watch yeah, it. I think he said something. Out. I was like, yeah, I think I might watch Rent-A-Girlfriend tonight. And then, like, two days later, I was like, God, I need more fucking... I was like, when's season two dropping? You're like, wait, what? Um, I feel like what's his name, Kazuru? Kazuya. Uh, Kaz- is that his name? Yeah, Kazuya. Kaz- okay, yeah, he uh, he's got some shit that's like embarrassingly relatable, and then some shit where it's just like, dude, f- fucking come on. Like the stalking episode. <laughs> Oh, God. Some of that stuff gives me, like, dumb chills where I, like, almost can't even watch it. it like, shit. <laughs> but, like, uh, it ended, like, she, like, gives him the phone case. You're like, oh, my God. She's a, you're such an angel. But fucking, uh, I think the end of the show, the way it, like, because it just kind of compounds on itself in a funny way, but it's mm-hmm. believable. Like, there's never stuff that you're not... Like, he's not going to not jump in to the water to save her. She, like, just fucking fell in. Neither of them want to disappoint their elderly grandmas who are, like, the matriarchs of their family. Like, all of this stuff, like... But then there's just, like, you get to Mommy Chan, and she starts lurking on them. <laughs> or no that wasn't even it it's the part because like all this stuff you're like okay like you can kind of see that like they can get out of the situation soon mm-hmm. but he d- hold up sorry you're good but yeah it's like they can get out of the situation soon but uh What's his name doesn't really want to. Kazuya, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, you kind of think that's going to be the like where the season ends, you know? Like, that's kind of the angle they're taking where it's like, oh, he's going to develop feelings and then she's going to be professional and season two is going to come around, blah, blah, blah. But motherfucking Mommy Chan sees this motherfucker on a courtesy date <laughs> for Jesus' friend. And like, then she's like, because she's a bitch. Every bitch I know is good at stalking people on social Online. media. Online. That's a fact. My ex-girlfriend was good at it. 
all of her friends are good at it. Her, most of her friends are mean. So, like, that's just, that's just, like, the way. <laughs> so, they'll freaking, she's, like, found it immediately. She's, like, you're a renter girlfriend. You're a renter girlfriend. And then yeah. it's, like, and he could get out of this if his, you don't blame him because Chizuru is so amazing. Mm-hmm. But if he fell for Ruka, they'd be dating. And it's yeah. problem solved. You have a, like, you got a cute girl. Your bitch ex-girlfriend can't say shit about it. Because Ruka quit the, like, it'd be so, but, like, mm, they do such a good job of making Chizuru, yeah. like, that bitch. So then you're just sitting there and it's like, I want them. I'm like, no. I'm like, Yes, like, you support I love- you support the best girl <laughs> relationship. Because I like Ruka, like as a character, she's funny and like passionate and all that shit, blah blah blah. But like, she's a bro. She's a queen. Fine, fine wine, man. Fine wine. Yeah, when I when I got into the series, the main reason I watched it was because I was like, this first episode is like so funny in like this relatable sense of like a romance series. Like the main character does some stuff. You're like, bro, why do not like romance main characters do this like there's just a scene where he grabs a tissue and you know what happens automatically and i'm just like dying because i'm like bro why does this not happen in shows this is hilarious this dude yeah the thing about the show jacks off a lot yes he does the thing about (laughs) the show is like a lot of the plot like the psychological aspects of why each character does what they're doing makes a lot of sense like there is a natural you can put a line you could draw that line straight across. It works. It makes sense. Like the reason he doesn't like Ruka is because he's he's not actually attracted her to her in a fully romantic sense, right? He, he's reserved his feelings for Chizuru because at some point he realizes he doesn't care about mommy anymore. He likes Chizuru, so now he actually likes her and he's around her and he goes on these dates with her to help her and support her, but also to support himself in some means and to like appease his grandma because he's like. I've shown her to my grandma and my grandma absolutely loves her, puts her first. Like she's already set her up to be my wife to like of insane degree. So it's like, I really can't mess this up. I think what Chizuru is like, okay, I've gotten too far into this. I don't want to disappoint my grandma, but at the same time, Kazuya is a nice guy. So let me try to find him a relationship before we, we, you know, go any further with this so I can help him out. So at some point it crosses where, he doesn't want to leave this relationship and she's like, she can't find anyone for him if he's not willing to go anywhere. And so it comes down to like, say the last episode is where he's about to confess to Ruka before he sees mommy and um, Chizuru on their date. And you have that scene where it's like, mommy's like, okay, what's going on? Like she's like confronting and harassing Chizuru. It's like, I need to know what it is. What are you doing? Maybe you are in a relationship with him and stuff like that. And they leave that um, karaoke joint and eventually they're on the bridge. And mommy's like trash talking and saying like, why are you with him? Like, this doesn't make sense. You're just using him. And she's like, bro, Kazuya does not deserve it. She straight up defends Kazuya. And he's like, they're eavesdropping. Yeah. It makes sense why he's eavesdropping this time. Like, he's not straight up stalking for the sake of it. Yeah, like, but it's... it's mm, when she defends him on with that, his, like... With his record, it's a little suspect. Yes. But when she defends him and he's just sitting there bawling, uh, bro, that scene, like, I read that before, like, after I finished, like, episode 10 or 11, I was like, no, nah, I can't wait. I told you guys, I was, I was talking to you. I'm like, bro, I can't wait anymore. I'm, I'm reading this right now. I can't do it. <laughs> I read the whole thing in, like, six hours. I just couldn't do it. And so you have that scene. It's like, what is going to happen? 
And then after that, they go home and he's just waiting outside, right? And he's like, doesn't know what to do. And he sees her and he's like, what do I say? What are the words I say? And it comes down, how exactly did the cliffhanger end? It ended with him confessing, right? And then it he says kind it of has to be, it. No, he says it has to be you. Yes, it has to be you. And then it's like, uh-huh. I was like, all right, see me next season. And then they fucking do the little like extendo two minute clip thing. Yeah. And so like that whole like setup and how it's built up, it makes a lot of sense. Now, if you, it misses like one part, like it shows in the extended clip because there's like no dialogue or anything to actually go into how they set up the next part it'll make sense once you get there but like when you got to that scene bro it took me so long to read that chapter like i sat on my bed i'm like all right change the chapter i see the first like page and i'm like i throw my phone away at the end of my bed i'm like no i'm not reading anymore i'm going to bed i'm gonna shower i'm gonna shower i come back and i I open it again i throw my phone back again because i'm like bro i can't read this man this is stressful like what is he gonna say what is he gonna do is he an idiot again like what's going on like the sense of Kazuya has, as the series progresses, it makes a lot of sense what he does. He becomes more relatable and less trashy. Because at the start of the series, he's like scum. Like, I disliked him so much at the start of the series. Towards the end, I'm like, okay, he has redeemable qualities. And I respect this man. He does some, he still does some stupid stuff. But, you know, his heart is in the right place. Like, why he's with Ruka is just because he's a nice guy. And he doesn't want to hurt her. But, like, at the end of the day, he's going to have to accept this. And, you know, season two is going to introduce some really good characters. But... Overall, this show took me by surprise. Like, this is one of my favorite romance series based on what I read. Like, there was sad parts in the manga, and this has nothing to do with me putting an S tier now. But I was legit like, bro, I might cry if this goes any darker or deeper because it's just like, bro, that's sad. The way they do it, the way they set it up, I'm like, this has some emotional high points. So once season three comes around, bro, catch me in the tub crying with a toaster. We're doing that. We're doing the damn, the whole damn thing. Yeah, this was my first romance show I've ever watched. So now, if I ever watch another one, it'll be judged against this. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know, man. That's going to be tough. Tough this competition shit. for you. Yeah, this, this is definitely, the shit. It's definitely one of my favorites. I'll say that much. But yeah, it's super enjoyable. Now, Justin, we're putting this in Moggy tier. So you can go on ahead with that one. But before we end, I just want to go over some anime that's going on this season. We're just going to mention, like, stuff to look out for. Anything you're watching that I wasn't watching, Troy? There was one show, I think, or two. Um, I'm, I'm watching Haikyuu. Yeah, this I'm watching Haikyuu, too. This new show I just discovered called Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, my gosh. This man, this man, this man. Uh, I watched all three episodes of Burn the Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something else? Oh, I want to watch that. Uh, that Moriarty. Higurashi? The Moriarty. Oh, Moriarty. I, I'm not sure. I'm. I might check it out. I can't guarantee. I have a lot of shows I'm watching, so who knows? I'll ask some people and see what they have to say about that. If I can't make up my mind. And then that, that freaking horror one you were talking about. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for shows I'm watching, definitely the one to look out for is Jujutsu Kaisen. I read the whole manga already. Like, this show is straight up one of my favorite shonen, like, 
with enough time, it could be like one of my top five series in general. I just like it so much. There's so much potential it has. Like, just imagine Hunter Hunter level, like big brain plot development, character writing type thing mixed with like the gruesomeness of Attack on Titan where you're like, this might not be shonen. It shouldn't be shonen, but it is. So you kind of just accept it. That's the type of show you're getting into. I don't want to overhype it. So if you don't want to like believe me by my word, just watch it. Like if you're not hooked by, I think episode four is going to have the scene. And I say the scene because like once it happens, you're going to be like, bro, that scene, like that's what you're going to say. It's the dialogue coming out of your mouth. But yeah, once that scene happens, it's pretty good. I'm watching a handful of other shows. One of them with a really good opening is the Salt Lily Bouquet. Like that opening is straight fire. Another one with my favorite opening of the year. One of my favorite openings of all time. Probably top five. Tony Kaku Kawaii. That show is super cute. It's a nice romance series. Like the plot is just really cute and adorable and funny. So if you want to watch one, Troy, that one's enjoyable. But like the ending is so good. Like I don't even care if you don't watch the show. As long as you just know the ending exists in, in this world, in this, in this mortal realm. Just listen to the opening. I'm also watching Noblesse which is another manhwa adaptation by Crunchyroll. The first episode was actually pretty interesting and enjoyable. I'm interested in where it goes. Talentless Nana is like a series I describe as like my hero, but like say it was dark and I don't know, the main character actually in- entertains me to some degree, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that helps. Kuma 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 Bear, which is a show I just did not expect it being as like, I don't know, it was just really fun out of nowhere it's like an isekai show but it's not really isekai it's like sort of online like virtual tech type of thing but it was just really fun of a show and i don't know where the plot's gonna go with that one but yeah ikabukuro westgate park it's like a drama thriller type show i don't know exactly the direction of the show but it had to deal with like drug dealing and like protecting the sanctity of the town type of thing so it's more of a drama oriented series i think that show has a lot of potential one of the better shows this season hypnosis mike rap battle the anime the opening fire the songs in the whole series fire the ending fire it's it's just just beautiful music to listen to it's just japanese rap man it's so good higarashi the new season i heard it is a alternate take on the original show it's really good it's a horror anime and like if you watch that first episode once you make it to the end of that first episode you should be hooked the music what's that one called the full japanese name is higurashi no naku kori koro ni gao but it's higurashi when they cry for english which higurashi i think is cicadas yeah and then yeah i'm watching haiku as well IQ is this, I heard this is the longest arc in the manga, is this battle between them and like, what's the school, Inarizaki or something like that? IQ. Yeah, really good stuff. And then Fire Force is continuing. Bane's, dude. God God damn it, that show is so... Like another show I'm watching is Adachi to Shimmer Up. I don't think anyone here is going to care, but it's a show I'm watching. So yeah, that's everything I have to say. I really this don't is... care about anything as long as Hayaku's out. <laughs> no, as long as it, it's... it depends. Like with that episode, the recent episode, like the animation, I have no issue with the animation. I don't care. But like 
say the animation dips in like key parts or something like that like this recent episode wasn't just like a foreshadowing of the future i don't think there's going to be any issues with animation honestly i think like the key parts are going to be still perfect and all that but like in terms of a show i'm most hyped for and think like this is show of the year jutsu kaisen has my pick especially with the way mappa did it like those fights for a show of the year rent a girlfriend it feels I mean, based off of it feels based off of season three, the season three of Rental Girlfriend, that season. Bro, I, I would I don't know what would come out I in mean, like twenty twenty two or whatever, but that season would be fine. Jujutsu Kaisen's cool. Like I'm pretty it's I'm super stoked on the first two episodes, but I oh, haven't don't, seen don't I haven't take, seen I haven't seen Chizuru yet. Don't take my word for it so yet. That's as points yet okay? I'm just it, gonna say you're going just, to be pleasantly surprised. It'll be an A tier until Cheeseru shows up. Is basically my it's my there, new there, stance on any show. There's there's, <laughs> there's solid waifus for you to pick in your favorite. Everything give you that much. Everything's A tier until I get fucking Cheeseru. It, it's the standards, man. But you don't know. Like I we didn't even talk about Sumi. Sumi's so adorable. I feel bad. She's like. Is that the pink-haired one? She's not meant to be a girlfriend for Kazuya. Like, she's just the best friend he can have. But, like, I, I want the best for her. She's just so soft and adorable. Yeah, we all just need to, like, agree to protect her. Yeah, she doesn't deserve anything bad in life. Honestly. Just, like, I don't know. I don't she know, doesn't, yeah. She doesn't use words. It's like, she doesn't talk. She's just too shy. It's, it's the cutest thing ever. It's like, I'm kind of, you can't. If you search up the rent a girlfriend like Reddit, you can't. You gotta stay like, we're. <laughs> you gotta. Everyone's gotta stay away from that type of stuff because like. I deleted that fucking app, because like I'd be on like. It'd be like Legend of Zelda, you know, mm-hmm. or like just like a normal. And then you just be like scrolling, 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 and be like, Zelda's fat ass. Yeah, that type of things. Yeah, and like you can't. People are relentless. I know. They, relentless. They, they, they would and loot up Sumi, and Sumi does not deserve to be looted. You know? I was on, dude. I saw a thing. They looted the PS4. <laughs> I've seen like, it too. <laughs> they've looted but, the controller. <laughs> like I've seen them loot Earth. Yes. I've seen them loot COVID. Black 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 hole Chon man is is the thing. I've but, seen I've seen the toilet paper. Like oh, the lack of toilet paper. Getting it's looted. Reddit, man. It's Reddit. Before we the, get too I don't even crazy, know if that was on Reddit. These are all coming from Twitter. Like it's coming from somewhere. Twi- Twitter is just as bad. The as, internet's you know? a dark fucking place, dude. It is. So like, you gotta like watch yourselves because one of these days you're gonna be minding your own business and then it's gonna be like Sumi's butthole and you're just gonna be like, okay, you're gonna be like. She's so she's like pure. She's like how gone's the light, where it's like <laughs> I can't even look at you for too long. Oh man, bro, she's the cutest. But anyways, that wraps up the episode. Thank you for joining us here. We ranked the summer anime. Hopefully, our list is to your liking. And if it's not, oh well, too bad. Like, what are we gonna do about it? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and well, don't give us. Any I wouldn't go that far. But thank you for joining us. Like I said, don't fuck yourself and hit subscribe. Anyways.